dreamers, innovators, and trailblazers are the people who inspire us and work towards positive changes. At Penn State, their ideas have the power to transform the way teaching and learning happen. The Dreamery Sessions are conversations with faculty and students that bring you the stories of how innovation driven by technology happens at our university. Welcome to the Dreamery Sessions with Ray Schmidt and Zach Lunsinger. Hi, everybody. It's great to be talking to you again on the Dreamery Sessions podcast. I am Ray Schmidt, Public Relations Specialist with Penn State IT. Hey, everybody. This is Zach Lonsinger coming back. I am Learning Experiences Designer with Teaching and Learning with Technology. And we are so excited to have with us our guest co-host for the entirety of Season 2. She is Renee Nichols. Renee, welcome. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi. Thanks for having me, Ray and Zach. I am Renee Nichols, and I am an assistant teaching professor in the Belisario College of Communication. I teach in the Advertising and Public Relations um, Department, so thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have a bit of a kindred spirit in the PR and, and marketing world joining us for these conversations. <laughs> so you have done, Renee, a ton of creative work with virtual spaces, bitmojis, and more. It's detailed in a Penn State news story. We'll link to it in the show notes so the listeners can go and check that out on their own time. And we want to start off here because the Dreamery Sessions is intended to inspire our listeners to get creative about how they work with technology and sound pedagogy. And we thought that the work that you had been doing with these virtual spaces and more really exemplified that. So where did you draw the inspiration for taking this that approach to teaching through the pandemic as it forced us to change about how we teach and learn? In the summer of 2020, that was the first semester that we were going remote. And in that semester, I teach in this, I teach freshmen. So I was really kind of bummed out because I really love teaching first year students, especially in the summer. They're, they're, they're part of the LEAP program. So I was really kind of sad for them. And I was thinking about what I could do to make it fun for them. And my sister who teaches kindergarten in uh, Michigan contacted me and told me about this thing that teachers were doing. And she was asking, actually asking me a question about the technology and, you know, cause she's really not that tech savvy. And I immediately looked it up and joined the Facebook group, got Bitmojis for educators or the craze for Bitmoji or something like that. And that night I stayed up until four o'clock in the morning working on my Bitmoji classroom. And I decided that that was going to be the way that I was going to introduce the subject of media to the first year students. I was going to have this cute little bitmoji in my little office and have them click on all these different things in my office to learn about all the resources available to them. So that's when it started in the summer of 2020. So I know you mentioned that you teach in the LEAP program and I think us three here are familiar with that, but can you talk a little bit about what the LEAP program is and what type of students you see or teach in that program? So LEAP is designed for students to come into Penn State as first-year students to kind of get an edge on, you know, as you say, that's what LEAP stands for, is the learning edge, to get an edge on the semester. So to kind of acclimate them to campus, to kind of get used to 
being away from home to being on, you know, four, four year campus. So these students are first year students, they're high school. Some of them are 17, 18. They are fresh out of high school. Literally some of them come one week after graduating. They're in my class. So that is pretty scary. So, and then they, they live in the, in the resident halls, they go in as a pride, as they say. So they go in as a group. So they take two classes with the same group of students. And so that just helps them get more used to, you know, campus life and balancing academics and social and all those things that um, come with the Ferguson students. So, and then we, let's see, uh, what's the best way to say that? So in the summer with LEAP, I am a lot nicer in the summer <laughs> like that. because the students, you know, the, some of them are really, really nervous. You know, I've been teaching for 24 years. So you imagine your first professor is someone who's been teaching for 24 years. And, you know, so I'm a lot nicer in the summer because I, re- I recognize that, you know, this is a huge transition for them. So the whole point of lead is to help them, you know, master that transition. So we want them to be successful. We want them to learn all the resources available to them and, and have some success right off the bat. So that's the, that's the whole thing behind LEAP. It's great, for, okay. it's great for first-year students coming in to have that kind of support from the instructors that they're interacting with. I'm curious to know from you, Renee, who did you lean on for support? You mentioned your sister, who teaches kindergarten in Michigan, helping to get you involved with the Bitmojis and things like that. Who else have you leaned on for support throughout the university community as you've gone about doing this different type of teaching? Well, lucky for me, I was already teaching one online class and then I developed another online class for our strategic marketing department. So I really wanted to actually go online, Um, but I was always afraid to go online because I've just only been in the classroom and I think I'm pretty good in the classroom. You know, you can, you know, balance off students and you're right there in their face and you can have fun and go back and forth. So I was really nervous about taking, you know, my teaching in a different format. So I, but I wanted to do it. So having that um, experience of teaching online and was, was really helpful for me basically. So I kind of felt like I had a, 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 a greater advantage than a lot of other professors because I had already been used to delivering instruction just by posting it on canvas and then just getting that feedback all through, um, you know, canvas. And then I would always, have Zoom um, office hours for students because they couldn't come in. My office, um, as you know, Willard is under construction with our new media center. So my office was in Greenberg. And if you don't know where Greenberg is, that's over there by the stadium. So even I didn't even go in there because that was a long journey. You know, I'd had to pack a lunch. So I know students didn't want to come over there. So what I did is I just set up Zoom office hours. I set up Zoom um, student meetings. I said, okay, I'll meet with your, your, your team, but we'll just do it on zoom. So I was doing it already. So I was kind of like way at an um, advantage, I think, and than some of my colleagues. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you had that, that base already built. And what you talked about a little bit there that builds into this next question 
on my team, I work with a lot of faculty across Penn State, and I can see how deep um, in our current circumstances that faculty and instructors are digging to give students meaningful learning experiences. On that note, what has inspired you through the last academic year? That is a great question, because as we are into almost a full year, is definitely being a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Um, I think I just take my love for teaching. I love to, to see that first day when you go in and you tell students what they're going to do, this final project. We, we are in the College of Communication. You know, I teach public relations, so everything we do is very practical. So I show them, okay, this is what we're going to do for a client. And they're still, whether we're in class or on Zoom, they are, their eyes glaze over, like, I really have to do all that, like, by the end of the semester sort of thing. And I love to see them transformed to that, you know, nervous student into a almost professional PR person because what we ask of them is a lot. And so it does take them through that journey. And I love, I love that transformation. So that's always been my inspiration to keep going, to see when I, when I see students, you know, become PR professionals right in front of my eye, knowing that I had um, a little part of, a little part in that. So that's the inspiration. It's wonderful to hear that you're able to take those bits away from as challenging as, as, as this academic year has been. And I think that's across the board, whether it's university staff, faculty or students, everybody's faced challenges. And it's inspiring for me to hear that people are being mindful of, oh, this has gone well. And this is what is making me feel good about the work that I've been doing, because it does provide the fuel to keep going when it can be really difficult to do so. Definitely. So Renee, what sense do you get about how higher ed faculty is adjusting to embrace and incorporate new technologies in a sound pedagogical way? Because you said yourself, you were starting to, you were doing a lot of this already before the pandemic forced everybody to change their methods. So among what's going on here at Penn State and maybe some of the other higher ed circles you you live in, so to speak, how are you seeing the, the change in, in, in your colleagues embracing this type of teaching? So again, I think... Because we're because of the department that I'm in, the College of Communication. I mean, we have long since known that we have to incorporate technology into the classroom. So we have been you know, incorporating social media classes. We have been incorporating what we have students do and the softwares and things that we have them do. You know, taking our cues from the profession. You know, what our profession demands our students know. So we have always been really probably way more tech savvy or incorporating texts way more than other departments. So I, I definitely feel blessed and at, a, at a, a great advantage of that. So um, I think that's been really helpful. So I think our colleagues, and some of them are, you know, older, some of them are younger. So, you know, obviously, if you didn't grow up with technology, you might be a little bit nervous about it. Um, but we have great IT support. We have um, great faculty who are doing research in how technology is being used in, in the field. And we talk about it constantly in terms of what our students should be doing. And so at the same time, it's wise for us to also make sure that our skills are up. So it's really been like we, I personally love technology. I love incorporating it. Anytime there's a new social media platform, I'm going to jump on it and see what it's all about. My, I look to my students um, to see, you know, what they're doing and what, what new 
app they're using or what new um, social media platform they're using. So I think that that really helps me stay um, abreast of what's happening and what I should be doing in the classroom, at least trying to cooperate. So I have to ask, have you heard or used Clubhouse yet? <laughs> oh, gosh, that's another one. That's too much. <laughs> no, I asked my daughter if I could have an OnlyFans site and she's like, no, <laughs> mom, no. <laughs> So I'm like, I can think of something to do with that. That's not, you know, so yeah, bad. Something for you to look into. It's a new, I would say, social media app, but it's sort of the combination of podcasting and live conversations into one. I see a lot of communications professionals on there, a lot of marketing, hmm. a lot of people having conversations, but it's a lot of professionals. And it's basically you have live conversations and anybody can join in if you're on the app. The app is invite only right now. Um, I could send you an invite if you want, but it's a definitely, definitely. it's a unique concept. It's unlike any other social media app that's out there right now, relatively new on the scene. So I assume you'll probably be hearing about it from your students this semester and the next semester as it starts to build up hype. Well, I definitely will do that like right after we're finished here because I just love that kind of stuff. And I have to say that I probably haven't been looking at my Wired magazine and some of the techie things that I normally would do just because we're so inundated with, you know, teaching online that when I'm done, I get off, <laughs> Yeah. you know, but um, I'll definitely look into that. I love that. That's so great. I uh, love that connection being made right here in real time on our show. Renee, it's been fantastic getting to know you here on our, our first conversation, our first episode of the second season of the Dreamery Sessions. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. Episode two is going to feature a discussion with Renee around student engagement. It's one of the buzziest terms that we've heard related to teaching and learning throughout the pandemic and remote and hybrid modes. So we're going to dive into what student engagement means and what it may look like as we start to return to normal teaching and learning. But that is going to be it for this episode of the Dreamery Sessions. Zach, Renee, thank you so much for being great contributors to this conversation. Really looking forward to our next one. Thank you for joining us on the Dreamery Sessions today. As a reminder, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. If you would, please take a moment to subscribe and rate us. And let's keep the conversation going on social media. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Radio underscore Ray. Zach is at Zach Lonzinger. So drop us a line. Let us know who you'd like us to talk to for future episodes, topics that you would like us to cover. We really look forward to hearing your feedback.